Hi everyone, and welcome to podcast number seven. Episode seven. We're here, we're still alive, and we're still broke. Some of us are more motivated than others, as you could probably tell. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a pretty slow couple of weeks. Um, funny how the there are peaks and troughs, <laughs> and sometimes it feels like the ratio is so much lower in the troughs than it is high in the peaks but uh would you say you're slowest slower now than you've ever been i think it's not about being slow or whatever it's it's still a very fast-paced market there's still lots going on still treating this like an interview session i see <laughs> just political answers really <laughs> into it. um come on just, my point is do you feel like this is the slowest you've ever been or is it because you had such a good month everything in comparison is now feeling slow no um no not at all like i'm still chasing to beat that i don't think it was as high as it could have been anyway um just my leads crash and burned and I'm struggling to get some good ones right now. Um, I don't know, it's been pretty tough to be honest. What's what's your week's been like so far? Hectic, to be honest with you, yeah, hectic. In the sense that we're preparing properties to be rented rather than okay, yeah, renting. Yeah. So I can't really comment on how the market is at the minute if I'm being completely honest with you. Do you feel like things have slowed down because of the World Cup? We sort of spoke about the World Cup. Nah last week but. people watch it man it comes on at 11 o'clock 2 till 7 2 till 11 it's not really getting in the, anyone's way really no, this is true. unless you've taken a holiday and I haven't met someone who's actually gone over to what about them. National Day National Day oh right I well, feel like this weekend was quite slow oh yeah as def- a result mate, of National I've, Day I've yeah. did close to nothing on National Day and the entire weekend yeah yeah the entire weekend I didn't do anything no, I mean in terms of business. Why I don't do business in the weekends. Okay, fair enough. But well, surely your phone goes off, doesn't it? Or is it different? It goes off, yeah, but I like uh, have self-respect. Yeah, fair enough. But did it go off less over National? Well, National Day was a Friday. I was still ringing every now and then. Right, okay. Business on actual National Day, like Thursday, Friday, right? Yeah. Slow. Wednesday, slow. There's certain developers who are much slower than others. Right, okay. But what about in terms of lead generation? Well, actually, have you got good stock online? Yes and no. Okay. I haven't put much new stuff on. One of my biggest flaws about these past few weeks is uh, how little stock I've been putting online. And that's taken an effect. Like, I need new stock. Okay. So why have you not been putting stock online? Is it that you're being more picky with the stock that you put online? I'm very picky, yeah. Recently, or you because you no, mentioned for this before. a long time, yeah. Okay, I've been very so picky. you're just not coming across the good stock to put online. I think, um, yeah, it's pretty hard to find, but I'm just still trying to figure out what I can do. This is going to sound bad, but how to work less but do more. Yeah, well, that's everybody's goal, do you know. What yeah, I mean? so I'm, I'm figuring goal. that out, and to be honest, there's a lot of running around that takes up a lot of time and. 80% of that time for me seems to be wasted so okay. I've stuck to finding out other ways my team is, is I've not got a big team so I feel like it's hard to bounce off 
my leads off of others because we are so diverse. Like we've got warehouses, then we've got offices in Silicon Oasis, like miles away. There's the outskirts, there's the inskirts. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's the free zones, there's this, and there's so much to it. And there's only eight of us. It's very diverse. I can't, I can't match my leads off of my team. So no, I find that point. pretty tough. Have and, you? Yeah. Sorry. I, I was gonna say that I had a talk with one of the with a guy today from uh, another company who has a much bigger commercial team. I said, "Do you guys work together?" He goes, "Yeah, all the time." I said, "Okay." He says, "Like eighty percent of his deals are from his team friends and his team, his colleagues." That's quite interesting. When I was well, it's something I already kind of had an understanding of. I thought, yeah, it's probably like that. But what's to say I can't do it myself or work with other agents? But at the end of the day, it comes down to the CRM system, right? <laughs> I saw this on his notes earlier, <laughs> and I said, "There's no point in talking about." Oh, here we go. And you were trying to find the most subtle way of bringing it up. Where it, it works. The most right. subtle. No, I know. It, it just fell into place works. there. It, it just, yeah. Place. Sorry, I set those dominoes up, didn't I? Well, if you've got a bigger team all putting in their data on a CRM system, yeah, and then you put someone, you qualify them, put all their shit online, and then, ding, it matches Max with one right. of their properties. Yeah, yeah. So. But that only works if your team is working on similar stuff. So have you tried taking the initiative and sort of like pointing your team in one direction? So as an example... I know what you're saying, yeah. As if an we example, stuck to one area. Yeah, so I was... When I was at the same company as you, I was in the marina, right? And for the first six months I was there, it was a more experienced team than me. But the team that was there did their own thing there wasn't much team play and we were one of the biggest teams at the company right because the marina is one of the most transient areas you've got to have as many brokers in but you can vary anything from like a 50k studio to a 500k penthouse someone's gonna have something right what no 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 my first six months just one second sorry lad my first six months i really struggled because i would put up a certain stock online and I would get clients through, but if I couldn't service them, my own team were doing their own things, not my own team, the team was doing their own things. So there was no cross-selling between the team, right? So you lose that lead, yeah. and that's money out of your bank. When the more experienced ones left and I became the most experienced, the leasing director said, you're getting loads of new starters, why don't you just point them in the right direction, right? So I like literally really informal, like, it wasn't like I lauded it over them or anything, I think, but I was like, this is what we've got. Why don't you guys try and find similar stuff? Because then if someone calls, we've all got similar stuff, we'll be able to cross-sell them on something rather than having to send the lead to a different company or you know, doing a split with an agent outside the company. And my final sort of six months to a year there, I had more money than I have in my life, to be honest with you. Mm. So have you tried to take the initiative and said, guys, why don't we focus, not necessarily in one area, but on one thing, like why don't we all do warehouses? Which means if someone calls us for a warehouse, chances are one of us is going to have the warehouse in the area that they want. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. That's a good idea. And to be honest, like I, I don't know if the team can change like that, but we'll figure that out. Um, I'm not saying like drop all the stock that you've got online, but when you do, for example, the cold callings, I think we're going to talk about in a bit, why not just everybody tailor their search, right? Yeah, no, I get you. It's, 
It's like you've been saying for a while, I think you said on episode one, you were going to focus on JLT, and then you decided not to focus on JLT. Mm. But why not pick, like, an, uh, not what would you call a unit in a, what would you call a flat, but for commercial? An office. An office. So why not all focus on office spaces? <laughs> Fuck, why did I not get that? But what would you call an office in a villa? Commercial villa. Okay, fine. So why not all focus on offices, or all focus on villas, or all focus uh, on... Surely that would make more sense. Why don't you come and be our fucking manager? <laughs> so let's talk about... <coughs> no, wait, wait, let's carry on with this debate, because it's quite... Oh, it's not a debate. Why not take the initiative? I, I totally agree. You mentioned that you were going to talk about cold calls or something. Oh, yeah, so why don't we? Because we're two broke brokers. We've been brokers for year and a half, two years, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a job in Dubai, who do you talk to? In real estate. It's recruiters mostly, right? Yeah, yeah. And what you'll find at most companies is whether you speak to a recruiter, they get a fee for taking you on board. If you speak to one of the agents, they normally get a fee if you end up joining the company and staying for a certain period of time. So I feel like we can be beneficial because... This podcast has no affiliation to any company, right? As far as I know, no. We're not going to get any referral fees or anything like that. So we're going to talk you through an average day in the life of a broker in Dubai. Okay. And tell you the truth. We're not going to... We'll, we'll talk about the good things because there are good things. That's why we're both There's good here. things. But we're also going to talk about the shit things. We're going to tell you the things that are really fucking hard. The things that are actually quite easy. This will just be like a truthful sort of uh, perspective, right? Nothing sugar coated. Nothing sugar coated. Yeah, exactly. No rainbows. We're not glitzing anything up. Okay. Just the truth. Just how it is, right? See when okay, you wake up and you stop crying. And you go to the gym at six thirty. Discipline. When you wake up and you stop crying. <laughs> when you wake up. You go to the gym at 6.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Have your breakfast, back it on. So, yeah, you get to work, and you should already kind of have in your head what you're going to do. It's always good to write down what you're going to do beforehand. Um, yeah, the night before. Sort of plan out your day. In Dubai, it's sunny, so you kind of schedule your viewings for... The afternoons. Oh, this is interesting. When we started at our company, they said, put your uh, put your viewings in for the afternoon. I always found it easier to do it first thing in the morning and get it out of the way. I found that the earlier I do my viewings, when I go in, I'm clammy and I just want to fucking... See, that's really interesting, because I'm not a morning I person. also found that at 12 o'clock in summertime, it's drier than it is... At three o'clock in the afternoon, where it's more humid. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when I went out at three, I would sweat more than I would in the beating sun when it's dry. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's hotter, but it's dry. Yeah. Yeah. But at three o'clock, the sun's a bit down. It's not as hot, but But the humidity's there, and it's it's soaking. Anyway. Yeah, this is by the by. So anyway, the first thing that you should do when you're a real estate broker should be how you start your day, especially in the. Let's pretend we're in your initial week of of being a real estate broker, right? I think that's the best way to focus it. So the first thing you've got to do is get your listings online because listings in Dubai are king. 
And yes, how you're starting day to day, right? So what do you do first thing in the morning? You count calls. No, you don't. What do you make? And the first thing you do in the morning is you make sure all your emails and everything right, that okay. you everything that you're scheduling is scheduled. Okay, fine. And then you start your cold calling. Okay, I feel like you're overcomplicating this. I'm thing. not. Like, I you feel just, like you are I, a bit. Who goes straight into the morning at nine o'clock, sits down and just starts cold calling? The people that are the richest. If we're being honest. Well, if we're being honest, if you look at the top earning brokers at our, uh, if you look at the top earning brokers at our company, they are there. He's probably sorting all this shit out. When you get in the morning, you sort your shit out. Yeah, but I'm saying it's nine o'clock. What should you be doing at nine o'clock? You should already have your day prepared. But this, the listener, does not have a day to prepare for. So let's aim it at them. You said we weren't going to have enough to talk about tonight. We've spent ten minutes of this conversation introducing ourselves. Right, the the very first day when you've done your training and you're just about to sit down. Training. When you've sat down and you're just about to start working, the first thing you do when you start working is cold calls. Yes, I thought our training at the company we used to work for was very good, by the way. But anyway, so yeah, cold calling. So this is not technically legal in Dubai. Anywhere else in the world, but it's it's legal in Dubai. But you're saying it's not, but it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's immoral, maybe. There's a word for it, like it's, I don't think it's allowed, but it happens. Anyway, the point is, whichever company you decide to work for, um, will give you normally an Excel spreadsheet with a column. I'll do it for apartments, I don't know what it's like for you for commercial, but when you're doing with apartments, you'll have one column that says building name, one column that says apartment number, one column that says landlord name, and then you have all their contact details. Pretty much the same for commercial. Except sometimes it's like villa number and area and stuff like that. So your job then is to effectively, when you're in an apartment, when you're in an apartment area like the marina, you would, or you're advised to pick a building and then go through that building apartment by apartment. Hello, Mr. Landlord, it's Josh from X Company. Um, Just giving you a call. I want to know if your apartment is available for rent or sale at the moment. These are the average sale prices, blah, blah, blah. But your goal out of that call is to get a listing, right? Whether it's for rent, whether it's for sale, whether it's... To get business doesn't need to be a listing. Business. Okay. Okay, but... Okay, fine. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Because what if he's got some sick gange, bro? Cold calls. So that is your day. At the company we used to work for, the target, and I think, I genuinely, so I've now worked for a smaller company and I'm working for something that's really out of the industry, but I still stand by. The company we worked at had the best training and the best targets in place. The target for cold calling... For residential. Is for residential, yeah? For residential, is to do 50 cold calls a day but a cold call only counts, and the phones registered this, which was mad, to be fair. A cold call only counts if you have at least a nine-second conversation with that person. Yeah, I remember that. And I think that is, that's, that's what you need. And as an added sort of motivation to that, it recorded everybody's calls, right? So then the following morning, 
you got emailed around uh, a call list, which was a leaderboard of how many calls you'd done the day before. And it did become, well, especially when you're a new starter, it became a competition to see who could get to the top of because, that list. Yeah, because you'd noticed that obviously the newest people would be making the most calls. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they needed the listings, but you'd see from that list, and you can still remember it actually, yeah. the people who were performing the most with those cold calls were the ones who were doing either the first deals. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like I would say, deals, like, typically, yeah, I can genuinely typically, think of a few, yeah. few exceptions to like that. There's, there's quality over quantity, but there's volume speaks That's for itself a in, a lot of, yeah. in a lot of this sort of industry. Because yeah, the people who are doing the volume tend to be not the most aggressive, but maybe they are the most aggressive. The hungriest. The hungriest, yeah. yeah. The hungriest, yeah. So, so I was, although that can come up in your speech, if they, once they clock on to how to change that a little bit, because remember that dude, he was, he was like, have you got a property? All right, is it police? Are you police of the hotel? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I come see it? And it'd be just like that. But that guy would rattle out like 130 calls a day. I think his and best was 200. It was so you guys good. do the maps, that's 200 phone calls at least nine seconds in one working day. That's a, that's a big achievement. But he never did, I think he did three rental deals in six months or something like that, which is shocking. That's, yeah, it's not great. It's not no, it's terrible. Yeah, he really, because he was too aggressive, you could argue. I don't know, I didn't see... Maybe he just didn't clock on to, to what he should have been... No, but it's like you said, it's quality over quantity. But the more quantity... But volume do, speaks for itself. Exactly, yeah. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely I right. I know, I'm always right. I was... <laughs> I was very lucky in the sense that I didn't do many calls. I was never, never, ever anywhere near the top of the leaderboard. I was sort of hovering around the middle. But, and I don't know if this was because I was in a transient area, i.e. the marina, or because I was having the right conversations. But I was the first one in my new started group to do a deal. I then had, I think when I left, at least the highest earnings in one month. Okay. Um, but, but again, I don't know if that was luck because it, it wasn't volume. I was doing what was necessary, but I would then find, because the thing is, right, if you're doing the cold calls, you're doing the cold calls, I then speak to Daniel, and Daniel tells me, you've got your property, it's available for rent, the door is open. I then put the phone down, especially in my first week. I'm getting a camera from the front desk, and I'm heading straight down to that property. What are you doing when you're taking photos, when you're meeting the landlord, when you're drafting the listing forms and everything? Spending time spending time. You're not making the cold calls, right? So that's what sort of balanced it out for me. I got very lucky in the sense that a lot of my initial cold calls resulted in listings and stuff. Whereas this other fella that was doing 200 cold calls a day was unlucky in the sense that he wasn't getting that conversion rate. Did you start this? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. So, uh, so yeah, coming into the business and, and doing the cold calls, you that's where you learn the most and it is important. Um and you you've just got to boss it and just learn from what's good and bad because it's gonna be bad. You're gonna start getting that anxious way where someone's asking you a question and you start slipping up. Yeah. I remember when uh I used to do street sales in Glasgow 
yeah, I did this for like a month or two. What were you saying? I was trying to pitch for a charity and stuff. Oh, right. And yeah, Jehovah's just, Witness? No, fucking hell. <laughs> That's not... Ex- bloody hell. Anyway, so I'd just like try and stop people. You'd walk into their fucking path and you'd be, Hi there, how are you? And like, you'd stop, right? But it got to the point where like, every it was like, what am I doing? And like, your soul is just like... <laughs> yeah. It's not crushed, but you're just like the epitome of like I don't know you're just like what the fuck man I'm one like, of the worst human beings the worst yeah exactly yeah. exactly that's what I felt like yeah. and it got to the point where I went and spoke to someone and I'd say the most obscene things like by accident because like I just can't think anymore by what like uh, oh I just need your attention for a second and you just say the wrong you would go off pitch Right. And you would say, I, I need your attention. And it sounded really desperate and needful. And like, I like, need you. Please, please. please. <laughs> like, it got to that point. So, like, the cold calls are important because it, it builds your skin up with iron, what you say. Yeah, yeah, you know? it makes you, it makes your, uh, thick skin. It makes, yeah, so, it makes you thick skin. You need yeah. to go through that. It is, it is necessary for, for building your, your sales personality because. You're just gonna have to fucking deal with it anyway, right? And you can have would, a bit of fun with it once you get good good to it. I would also say it doesn't matter really how far into your career you are. If you're not making those cold calls, you're not doing business. Like, it's so competitive out here in the sense that there are literally tens of thousands of different agents that you're competing with. You're also competing with different agents in your own firm. How else do you generate business? You can't rely on referrals because the only way you get the referrals in the first place is if you're seen to be doing the business. Yeah. Like, okay, the goal is once you've done a year or two, you get repeat business and then you start living off the repeat business. But until you get that and until you get those repeat businesses, you have to be making those cold calls. There are people, say, the highest earner at the company we used to work at has been there, what, six years, I think it is? Still doing the cold calls. Genuinely. And I hate saying this because this is it does come back to discipline, I think. But he's always... Well, I haven't been there for nearly a year now. But when I left, he was always the first one in the office and the last one out. Why was that? Because no matter how busy he got with viewings or contract negotiations or fucking property finder agent of the year awards no matter how busy he got with all that stuff he made the time to be doing the cold calling like it is soul destroying (laughs) I hate it I really genuinely hate it you've got to be a certain person to do it you've then got to be an even more certain person to maintain it Thing because it I mean, is maintaining annoying. it is harder, but I, I've got to the point sometimes where I genuinely enjoyed it. At one point, I was enjoying the calls because I was like, I don't know, I just thought, what well, I'm not gonna just hate it the whole time. And when I smiled, it felt better <laughs> and it, it sounded better. And you know what? Okay, yeah, and, yeah. and people would be rude, that's fine, okay. I would just succumb to that and I would uh, yeah you've got to take it with a pinch of salt yeah yeah, yeah whatever exactly. like and that's what I was doing I was smiling but I was like grip my teeth just <laughs> being being super sharp and cold calls is excellent for just building your awareness and sharpness and it's it's yeah, essentially 100%. emotional t- intelligence over the phone it's psychology 
Because once you get to the level where you've done so many cold calls, that you're not and you can it. pick up the phone and smile after like call thirty. Yeah. What, yeah, it, yeah. This is the best feeling once you've been in like call thirty of the day and you've been nothing through the shit, but you're still smiling and you're having fun, <laughs> and then you get someone, and then you just because you're on the groove, you just consult the fuck out of them. You're very sharp, but then you recognise to calm down and then build up and then bring in these sales skills with you learn voice. how to finesse yeah, yeah you exactly. finesse the fuck out of that yeah. after a while and when you when you can do that and just keep doing it then it's it's pretty cool the way i found to have fun with it and this probably says more about my personality than anything is especially when i was at the company we used to work for um i was in quite a big team and after every phone call you could just spend three seconds laughing at someone across the desk or laughing at the person next to you. What a fucking dickhead. Put the phone down. Do the next call. <laughs> but you could. And That's that... one way of getting over everything is just fucking, <laughs> it's just swearing, isn't it? Yeah. It's or the really swearing. funny thing is when you hear them shouting at you, you then put them on speakerphone and then everybody around you is then laughing at you trying to deal with it. That was my motivation for it. was oh, just I having a laugh that. of it. But I then started working at a firm where it was just the two of us and typically the other broker would work from home so it would be just me working in the office. That's what made me lose the motivation is that I wasn't able to have that release and laugh about it with the people around me. And again, that says more about my personality, but that was a huge motivating factor in me is that it doesn't matter if this person's screaming or shouting at me. I'm not taking it personally. I'm having a laugh with my mates that sat around me. Whereas when I was on my own... Like I, I'd done it for a year and a half, and then I started doing it on my own. I still think I'm very thick-skinned. I will still pick up the phone and have a conversation with anyone. But I'm not going to lie to you, mate. After six months of you just sitting there on your own making those cold calls, it gets to you. You don't want to make the phone calls anymore mm. because you can't laugh about it with anybody. And it, it's not personal, but it then starts to feel, uh, to feel very personal. Well, I suppose because... like you were at the stages of like you were doing leasing, right? And your goals were obviously to, to make as much money as you can. Yeah. But what Lorenzo said in episode four was something like making sure that your goals are in place to maintain motivation. Now, for you, like that could have been going into like marina sales instead of leasing. Like up, you could call it an upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think what also got me down was is that so I finished leasing at, the, at our company I then did off plan for three months and then I went back into leasing at this small company I think that's what killed me uh, it's like we were talking about it before we started this podcast I basically started from scratch again Yeah. I think that's what really killed me I think I was dead in the water from that moment if I'm being honest with you um, yeah I suppose <laughs> I wouldn't go into just leasing nowadays. Um, what, you want out of property, don't you? Or do you want me to edit that out? I need more property. Anyway, so you come in. This is day-to-day. We're still on one. Cold call. Yeah, cold call. I told you this. Two, two, two is, is getting your listings. So yeah, so once you've done uh, the cold calling, the ultimate goal is to get a landlord to say to you, yes, my property is available for rental for sale. Uh, they give you the details, you have a good chat, you inform them with the market, and then you get the listing. And getting the listing means either the landlord tells you it's available, but you're not allowed to market it, 
or the landlord tells you it's available and you're allowed to put it on the main property portals out here, which are Property Finder, Bayou to Divisor, right? Yeah. I always ask for time. Always see what glimpse of exclusivity you can get. Because in Dubai, most landlords give it to everyone. So when you get a listing, at the end of your conversation, listen, how much time have I got? Have you got other agents working on this? And you go, yeah. Or he might say no. And if he says no, then you say, give me two weeks of your time. Give me two weeks of exclusivity. And before uh, you get other agents involved and we all start playing around with the prices, I want to do it for you first. Just give me two weeks. And if you're if, if within two weeks it's not done, then by all means ask everyone you want. And I'm happy with that. Even in those two weeks, I am happy to work with other agencies outside my company, yeah, if need be, just to close the deal. I just want it exclusive. So this could probably be a whole other episode on its own. Well, that, how to pitch for exclusivity? Yeah, that could be a whole episode. But if you just when you're asking for business, like right, you've got the listing, ask for something else. Right, I'm yeah. going to be here after this. I'm gonna put it on the portals and da 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 da. You can expect a lead within. Uh, three days, the property will be online in 24 hours. Wow, would you say that? Would you commit to you're going to receive a lead in three days? I would say we'll we'll be able to start receiving leads within 24 hours. Okay, yeah, because it will be on the market. But I'd always yeah. make sure that they know my process so that when I'm in the dark, like 24 hours later, and I send them a message saying it's online... They then, know you're then committing to what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. But if they exactly. delay with certain documents... For example, if I need their Emirates ID, passport, and everything mm. else, then it's not your fault. Yeah. Then I, I can say right, okay, I'll be on with. I once again, I was like, right, give, I'll be on in twenty four hours. Yeah. I okay. Can, I can say that, so I update them with realistic timeframes. So that's an interesting thing. Then, so you've spoken to the landlord, you've done your picture exclusivity. They've said that you can market it. Let's just pretend they've given well, it to you exclusive. Yeah. Uh, what documents do you then need to put it online? All of, all I'm saying is that once you've got the listing via the phone you tell them your plan like yeah. you are a prepared person and you will walk them through what you need what you're going to do and when it will be online and your expectation to leasing it yeah you but, set yourself realistic deadlines that you then convey to the landlord and as long as you follow through on them you're better than 90 percent of the agents yeah. out here and not only 100%. that not only that talk about the price talk about the price yeah. When you're getting that listing and because you're more or less qualifying the landlord's property and that landlord yeah because so, if a landlord has a property a hundred thousand or even like a million over asking yeah it's not worth your time you've, you've got to see if they can't yeah. be educated it's not worth your time because it will never sell so yeah see like if you've got experience at this point or if you don't if you don't have experience all you need to do is you've You've got the property now, what it's called. While you're on the phone to them and you've got their asking price, fucking put it up on Property Finder or Bay or whatever yeah. and see what it's listing at. Now, that won't give you the true market value, but it gives you an indication of what other people are trying to lease it at. Yeah. So if his is way above that, then you're in for trouble. Like, just say, listen, um, even from a first glance, now this isn't a... The thing is, evaluation or anything. Just but, interrupting yeah. slightly, you should probably do the property finder thing, 
before you know, before you start. Before you start making the calls. So that way, let's say you put it into property finder, right? An average one bed in blah, blah, blah goes for 50,000. Have that in your head and then call through all the one bed. So if a landlord says, I want to put it on for 50,000, you can then turn around and go, actually, yes, that's very in line with the market. If they say, I want to put it online for 80,000, you can then have that conversation. Listen, I might be new, but I've done my research. I'm an expert in this area. 80,000 is about 30K over market value. I'm happy because I'm new to list it at this price for you. But just so you know, I can't promise this will rent within a week. This will rent within a month when the market catches up or when you then decide. Okay, that's an increase. I would just say, you're off your fucking trolley. You're <laughs> up a gum tree, fuck off. No, because how would you? <laughs> I would say to them, if it's, if it's above market, say that my initial impression is this. And if I say, um, so what condition is your flat in? And if they say it's plated gold in every corner, I'm like, all right, fair enough. Which they but probably will, even though it's not. Yeah, if it's, like, it's just basic fitting, or you figure it out, it's basic, then it's like, listen, uh, from what I understand, blah, 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 blah. Um, floor on the, on the top floor, at least for this much, you compare it, compare and contrast. Anyway, consult. Get your listing, consult, qualify, and plan. Tell them your plan. And one of the best sentences I've found is your property sounds amazing. Can I meet you there for 10 minutes? That's killer, right? Oh, bring them to the unit. Get them to the unit. And if they say, no, I can't meet you at the unit, no problem, where do you work? I'll meet you for a coffee. Where do you live? Is there a coffee shop nearby? What is key, and we've talked about this so much, right, is relationship building. Yeah. Like, like we're talking about cold calling here. Mm. That's because we come from quite a renowned British company, right? If you look at all the other companies, I had a message today, actually from someone that works at our company. The initial point of contact was a WhatsApp message. It doesn't Uh, work, right? The key to building relationships is meeting in person, then you've got phone calls, and then underneath that you've got WhatsApp messages. Get them on the phone, flatter them, because flattery gets a lot of people a lot of the way. I think a lot of people are subject to flattery, especially in this country. Yeah. You can flatter someone yeah. so easy. So you? flatter someone and then try and meet them in person because as soon as you've got that, you're ten times people ahead People have eagles over here, don't they? Oh, mate, people don't even talk to me. You're guilty of this. You've got one of the biggest egos I've ever met. No, I don't. Oh, you fucking do. Don't even deny it. No, I don't. You so do. I'm not really that big an egotistical guy, whatever you say. <laughs> anyway. Where were we? Exactly. Fucking <laughs> hell, sorry, that. I didn't think to offend you that much. I, yeah. I think... Yeah, so people are really subject to flat reality. I think it's uh, taking people out for a coffee is something you can do more so with the residential side of things. If they're sitting on 10 properties, then, you know, they've probably got you know, an income that's sufficient for them to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. Um, do you not find that for commercial owners? Not really. The thing is, I don't do too much calling. I get developer stock up online and I befriend the developers, leasing managers, so that they'll let me know when something's available and things like that. Um, so you don't I, deal with private... I don't have much, much individual stock. And when I do get it, it's usually from the residential team saying that my good uh, client or my good 
landlord has a property. And it's just a BCC and, message. And yeah. it's, it's something like that. But uh, sometimes, yeah, there's... Um, I, the database I've got is old, so there's just no point in fucking trying something. Do you not think that might potentially be the issue? If you did more calculations and generate more listings? At the end of the day, fucking done, bro. Okay, right, so... You get the listing online. You've got all the documents. What are the documents you need to put a listing online, Daniel? Alright, so for a lease agreement, you need uh, an NOC contract or slash form A, but for leasing. So for um, leasing, we call that a listing form. A listing form. Yep. And to fill that out, you need certain details such as the property, the office number, the title deed. Yep. Um, and then the owner's documents. Yeah. Make sure and check the title deed because there might be a few owners or it might be a company. Um, so nice summary. So the three listing, the three documents you need for leasing is a listing form, owner's ID, which can be a passport or an Emirates ID, and then the title deed of the property. Is there anything additional you need for a commercial property? That's residential. Anything additional you need for a commercial property to list it for rent? Uh, no. Cool. So for sale, what do you need for a sale property? For sale, you need to be a registered broker mm-hmm. and you need to have, um, to create a contract A on the Dubai Brokers website. Um, so you'll need the same documents. I would recommend, well, you need the title deed, but I recommend the Emirates ID to start off with. And that's all you need, title deed. Emirates ID, the contract is even quicker to sign than the leasing form because it's online generated. It's literally an e-signature. You just push. No, I actually think you think you just press accept. They press accept and then you can download the PDF and then upload that for sales. So for sales, it's an official Form A document from the Dubai Land Department, title deed again, and then passport and Emirates ID. Just the Emirates ID for now. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. You've got to make sure that all the documents line up, whether it's for listing, uh, whether it's for leasing or for sale. So you've got to make sure that the title deed, you, the name on the title deed, you then get that name on the passport. If it's different, it can cause you issues. That name then also needs to sign the listing form. And it's, if it's multiple owners... It's then it always good to check the title deed on the broker's website. Because if there's a problem with it, then you could essentially be wasting your time. Yeah, so again, we'll breeze over this really quickly. But for example, if there's a rear dispute, you're then not allowed to rent or sell the property. If there's outstanding service charges, these have to be settled. Depends how bad they are, right? They always have to be settled before you sell the property. Oh, right, on the oh, selling, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even with renting, it's fine. You technically can rent. Um, you tend to sort out all that shit at the end, but the title yeah. deed's only flagged if it's either wrong or there's, there's a problem at the developer's office. Yeah. Okay, so you've got the listing online. You've got it at a good price. You've got it exclusive. 
Uh, it's just you've taken, oh, we didn't even talk about it, but when you get a listing, you then have to go around and photograph the property. I think we spoke we've briefly. Done that, yeah, bullshit, we briefly yeah. spoke with. Now we've done the farms. You've got it online, and you're getting leads now. Someone's well, yeah, it. that's the next thing that's going to happen. Is your phone is going to start yeah, ringing for the first time? For the first time, it's been six months. You're broke. You've never, uh, you've never done anything. You've spent all your money on brunches. You can't eat anymore, and then you get a phone call. Guys, should we role play? We haven't done role play for a while. Go on. I'll be the person inquiring. You're the agent. Okay. Bring, 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 bring. Hello, Daniel from So-and-So Company. How can I help you? Hi, Dan. I've just seen that you've got a uh, an office unit to rent in JLT. Okay, fantastic. How can I help you? Do you need an office? <laughs> Funnily enough, yes, I do. Okay, what's your name? Sorry, I didn't catch it. Oh, my name is Josh. Josh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you um, too, Dan. Yes, uh, can you just let me know the reference number so I can quickly check on the office that you're Yeah, having? of course, it's blah, 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 blah. Okay, fantastic. It's this size, this price, and this is the commercials. Yeah. Are you okay with the size and price? Is this ideal for you? Yeah, that's why I clicked on it, mate. Okay, now just wondering, do you need more space? Sometimes they, they can deviate. I do have other options in this area. Dan, honestly, this is the perfect size and the perfect budget. If you've got something bigger that's the same price, please let me have a look at it. But All this right. is what I'm looking for. You're in my location. This is the area I need, and this is the Okay, price so you recognize the licensing. You've got your DMCC license all set up in JLT. This is very complicated. You've overcomplicated it. We're simplifying it for the viewer, but yes, I do have that. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, I'm available in uh, the next two hours if you want to have a viewing at three o'clock. Interesting. Yeah, fine, let's go and do the view. Okay, fantastic. And you know what? I'll, I'll queue up another few properties just in case this one isn't for you. And um, uh, you can spare an hour then maybe I can show you one or two. Yeah, done, Dan. I'll book you out for two hours at the time. Fantastic. Do you drive? I do drive, yes. Yeah, do you mind if I get a cab down to you and then you can just show me around the properties that you've got? No problem, that sounds perfect. Nice one, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, just give yeah. me a text confirmation of where we're meeting and I'll meet you there at whatever time we just No said. worries. You've got WhatsApp on this number? No. No. Okay. <laughs> you fucking <honestly. laughs> I want you to email me. Okay. Um, do you want to give me your email then? Yeah. I've got a pen. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Have you got a pen? Yes. Okay. You've got a notebook? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. That's quite complicated, though. Do you see what I did, though, about the time? Yeah, I'm available was... in two hours. See, I disagree with that. I don't. See, I... You just said it was a perfect property. You can fucking wait. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, 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 I'll tell, no, you, I'll no, tell no, you why no, I see it, because no. see if it's nine in the morning, right? And someone phones you up, and they want to view it now. That's your morning gone, man. Yeah, but this is the thing. I don't think you made them wait long enough. I think you've got to act like you're a bit... Come on. Right, so we just did a commercial example. Let's do a uh, residential example. I'll be the agent, you be the uh, client. And then we'll evaluate how each other did. All right. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, Josh from Sosos so Company talking. How can I help? Hello. You have an uh, apartment uh, in uh, Marina. Put you on speaker. Everybody, listen around. Listen around. I've got an idiot. Uh, yes, I've got an apartment in the marine. Do you mind telling me a little bit more about it? You've got two, the reference number. Two bedroom. Okay, perfect. Two bedrooms. Yeah, I've got a few two bedrooms. Do you mind telling me what sort of price range it's in or what tower it's uh, in? Uh, what? Uh, 
Two bedroom. Okay, yeah, no, two bedroom, yeah, good. I've got a, I've got quite a few two bedrooms. Do you mind? <laughs> Can we do an English person? Yeah, sure. Okay, come on. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, Josh from Sunnyside Company speaking. How can I help? Hi, Josh. Uh, Daniel here. I've just caught um, one of your listings online on BU's. Um, it's a uh, uh, Marina Horizon Tower. I think it's three bedroom. Um, just checking on you. See, is it still available? Yeah, nice to meet you, Dan. Thank you. Yes, it is still available. We've actually got a few units that sort of match your requirements. Do you mind giving me the uh, reference number for the specific unit you're talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, perfect. No, it is still available, yeah. So three bedroom, as you said. Uh, it's X amount of square listen, foot. The price is X amount. Right. Um, listen, so clearly listen, you're Josh, interested. I, I like the tower, but okay. it's not for me. I've been there before. I'm quite interested in another three bedroom. If you've got any around to, uh, in, around Marina, I'm thinking close to Princess Tower. Um, not the ones on the right hand side of that towards Barasti, but the ones on the left. Many like the Cayenne Tower. Yeah, Dan, listen, right? So I focus primarily on three beds. I'm going to be able to talk you out. You said you liked the three bed in Horizon Tower, uh, but you don't want to be it. Tell me, what did you like about it? I like the... It's near a metro. I don't use it too much, but it's, it looks like it's good for families and stuff. I've been inside. Uh, I just think the quality is a bit off, but I quite fancy the Cayenne Tower. Do you have any properties over there? Listen, I don't know if we've got the stock immediately available. Um, it depends what you fancy, right? So Cayenne Tower is very similar to Horizon Tower in sense of quality and everything. Have you been in Cayenne Tower? Yes. And you prefer it over Horizon? Yes, the quality. Okay, fine. Yeah, higher. I'm sorry for the question, uh, for the questions, but it's good to know exactly what it is you're looking for. Right. Okay. So you're willing, just so I'm clear, you're willing to sort of listen. I know no, you're looking for. I this know. Way, put it this way, Josh. Of course, yeah, I sorry. need a three bedroom. Yeah. And Marina. Yeah. Now. I like the Horizon Tower, but it seems a bit old to me. I need something yep. newer. I don't mind stretching the budget on what this is. I think it's 230k here. Um, I can go up to 280. Okay. That's my maximum budget. I just need something a little bit more pristine. Okay, no, I understand. Listen, so just so you know a little bit about me, I work for XNX Company. We have one of the biggest teams focusing on the marina area. You said you've already seen marina. I think you mentioned that you'd already seen Horizon as well. How many other agencies are you talking to in this regard? Uh, I think I called up one other person um, who had a property in Cayenne Tower. I'm just waiting for him to get back to me. I'll be honest with you, Josh. I did call him, but um, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to work with too many people. No, listen, I appreciate that. Listen, do me a favour, mate. If they do give you a call back, just duck the call. Like, I... I've been <laughs> okay, listen, George. Listen, honestly, I've been here for two years now. I've looked for apartments twice. I know how annoying it is to have a hundred different agents calling you because you've reached out to a hundred different people. What I'm going to do for you is I'm going to talk to my team internally. As I said, we've got one of the biggest teams in the marina. If we don't have the stock that fits you perfectly, I'm going to take that job out of your hand and I'm going to call through everybody with a unit that matches your requirement. Don't even worry about the commission because it will be the exact same commission as if you'd have reached out to them directly. So listen, let me take that off your hands. You've told me your brief. I think I've got a really good idea of what you're looking for. I'm going to give you a call back by the end of the day with what my internal team have. If they don't match your requirements, I'm then going to reach out to these other agents and I am personally going to pick you up. I'm going to take you unit to unit and I'm going to find you the unit that you want. Daniel, listen, are you free tomorrow for viewings? 
Uh, well, I've worked during the days. Um, okay, what time five, do you finish? But uh, I can get off for an extra long lunch if you're free in the afternoon. Okay, perfect. Whereabouts do you work? I work in uh, Adenco Tower. Oh, in Media City, yeah? Yeah. Nice one. So listen, I'm going to pick you up at 12 o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to have at least three different units for you to view on your lunch break. I won't take up too much of your time. You get lunch first. I'll get you at half past 12. We'll view a few unit. We'll view, we'll view a few units. Yeah, we'll view a few units. Uh, once we've viewed, I'll drop you back at your office. No problem, mate. I'm sorry for taking up so much of your time. If you don't like any of those, I'll then reach out to other agents. We'll have you in something by the end of the week, all right? That sounds good to me. Nice yeah. one. Just, I hope you don't mind me asking, when are you looking to move and how many checks can you pay with? I need to move in by the end of this month. Today is the 5th. I need to move in by the end of this month. I can pay in four. Okay, I, Dad. I don't want any less than that. No, no, no problem, Dad. Just so you know, because the market is so hot at the minute, if you're paying in four checks, you're probably not going to get much negotiation on the price. I will try as hard as possible for you, but the asking price in four checks is probably going to be the asking price. If you could Listen, Josh, do I, anything... I, I put it in your good hands. You're from the UK. You understand that we pay on a monthly basis back in the UK, so you just need to give them this spiel. Listen, they're going to get a good quality tenant. I'm paying a high rent. Do what you can for me, yeah? I'll, I need to go. I'll see you at 12 tomorrow. Okay, Dan, sorry for taking up the time. I'll no text you this I'm, evening with the units that we're viewing. You can just say, I'm in a meeting. I'll see you at 12 tomorrow. All right, Dan, sorry for taking up the time, mate. I'll drop you a message now. Bye. Yeah, give me a more sub message. Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Of course, mate. I'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks, sorry, buddy. Thank Cheers, you so much, mate. Josh. Bye, Cheers. bye, bye. You know what you don't do? What? I feel like you pitched me so much. I didn't pitch you so much. You're like, we're the big company. We get the big <laughs> But what you could have said is something like, all right, so. Have you got a family? What do you need the three bedrooms for, kind of thing? Who gives a fuck what because, you three bedrooms? Because you for? could have, like, if you'd known both towers, you could have said so. Like, for example, I actually believe the Horizon Tower is good for families because it's yeah, yeah, massive it is, pull yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no lots of the Celsius, whereas the Kayan doesn't actually have anything. Mate, have you seen the pool in Kayan? I, I haven't, no. It's the nicest, one of the nicest pools in the marina. And they're by the, the walk and the, the by Marina Walk. It's literally an infinity pool onto Marina Walk. Yeah, I never knew that. You know. Yeah, Kyan's a twisty one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, you don't give a shit about what they need a three bed for. The fact is, they've told you they need a three bed. You try and upsell them four beds. So probably tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would get all. I would get all of my team to send me the three beds that they have, and then I would show them one four bed as well. But that four bed has to be nicer than all of the other three beds that I show them. And then you go from there. So anyway, so that was... You, well, I think what you did good there was that I told you I was working with another agent, right? And you completely took over. Like you said, I'm going to pick you up. Because you, you recognise the competition, right? So I think that was really good. Because you said... <laughs> Thanks, mate. You said, I appreciate You said it. to the guy, right... Don't talk, you don't need to talk to anyone. I've got the biggest team. I can work with other agents, whatever. Listen, where do you work? What do you do? When are you free? I'll come pick you up and I'll take you out for a few hours. Because you know when he's in your car for those few hours you and you show him these places, you know that his time is dedicated to you. For, and I think it's good to do more than one viewing. In that You've got to. In that particular to, yeah. phase, yeah. Because then you can, you can gauge what he doesn't like if you should even see the second one or the third one 
Exactly. And it's actually quite good to show them quite different properties as well. The as long is, as you pitch it in the sense that, listen, I'm going to show you two different properties. They are incredibly different. The thing is I just want to get say, an idea of we what you're We make it sound so straightforward. It's not, but it's not. It? It's not. See, when you have these calls, people don't know what when they need it by. People don't... They, they don't tell you how many checks. They just say, get me best price. Yeah, People exactly. don't... Um, exactly. They say they need a three bed and then they go and see the three beds and they realise that there's no three beds within their budget and they need to go for two beds. Like, yeah. And yeah. you've done all this logistical work. Yeah. So you've really got to make sure and like... Because some of the people, when you say things, they respond, but they haven't listened to a fucking thing you've said. <laughs> the you thing is... To, you, need to, you need to say it again and get confirmation. Just so you know they fucking heard you. Do you yeah. get me? I've, I've gone through a lot of this. A lot of this with commercial. Because people aren't... They're working for their companies. They're looking for their companies, right? So when they tell you things, even when they're so sure that that's what they need, that's what the boss said, that's what the boss said. And then the boss comes along with the guy that you're talking to. And then he goes, what is this? this but we've spoken about this before, is that you can have somebody telling you... Oh, I need a three bed. I need it in this budget. I need this. I need that. I need that. Blah, blah, blah. You find them the perfect unit. You send them photos. Yes, this is the perfect unit. You tell them the price. Yes, this is the perfect unit. They come and view it with you and they're like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence. And then you send them more units, more units, more units. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anything. And then they ring you up and they say, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. I took a one bed for half the price that looks nothing like what you've been yeah. selling. How can you... This is you, where it becomes is, difficult. This is when yeah. you, this this is is when you call them difficult. up, right, for critical feedback. And you say, you, what I do in these situations is that I recap. I say, you asked for this. You said your budget was this. You said this. You said that. And you said that. Listen, this property ticked all of those boxes. So I need to know for me to do my job, what needs to change. You're absolutely right. And so if, I'm, if, he says, if he says, I, don't, I just didn't like the area... But you only wanted Marina. And this is a really nice spot in Marina, so what's wrong with this area? And when you realize, when you get him to pretty much tell you that he's talking absolute rubbish and that in fact he's, he's actually was just shy or he doesn't like saying no or he doesn't like rejecting yeah, yeah, yeah. people, just as people don't like being rejected. Once you get to that point and you just say, listen, just tell me straight. I'm not insulted. I'm not offended. Like, I want to be able to do my job. Yeah. At the end of the day, I've got to make a living. Oh, just fucking tell me, yeah? Now, you don't say that over the phone, <laughs> but that's what, what you're saying in your head. You've got to have that in your head because you need to get the right... You can't just let them put the cotton wood over yeah, your yeah, eyes yeah, exactly. and, and sugarcoat things. Like, you need critical feedback. So perhaps I've been really lucky in that regard is that because I've always been dealing with apartment buildings, what's the one thing you have in common with apartment buildings is that I have to take an awkward lift ride with them afterwards, Right. Hey, both occasions, yeah. On every occasion, normally if it's above the tenth floor. But I do my recaps sometimes in the elevators. This is what I'm talking about. My line when I'm in the lift with them is, listen, I just want you to know, I'm not the landlord. That's not my property. I'm not going to be offended. What did you think of it? Like that. And then they tend to open up. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, actually, we really didn't agree with that furnishing or... Actually, that's a really shit view for the price that they're asking for. So I've been quite lucky in the sense that I can break them down like that because if it's just a two-minute conversation before they get into the car, they tend to try and sack you off, right? 
The thing I is, don't, I don't let them anymore. But see, see like, if you leave a yeah. villa or something, they get in the car. The husband and the wife then discuss it themselves, and then you call them up. I just got. I'm in the car. It's, it's so hot out here. Let's all sit in the car. That's the thing. You've got to catch their raw emotions. So I'm really lucky that I can do it in the lift before they've described. Are you sit, you're sitting. sitting over the there. Wife. She's in the passenger seat, and he's in the driver. You're just sitting like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, yeah. The toilets are you fucking smell bad, <laughs> No. Yeah, I know what you're saying though. Like you, you, you uh, when you finish the viewing, you need you've to. You've got to catch their raw emotions. You've got to before recap. they have a job. Whether it's husband and wife, husband and husband, wife and wife, or fucking business partners or whoever it is, you want to catch their raw emotions. You want to listen to them discussing it to each other with you in the middle, so that you can deal with their points before they make a decision. You've got to see. So what I'm really lucky. I can say in the lift. Put yourself in their shoes and. Yeah, I'm like that's not my property. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, I'm trying to sell it, but. I've got a hundred other properties. If you don't like this one, I'll find you something else. What are your honest thoughts? And then they discuss with each other and you're there in the middle of it. Yeah. It makes a difference. It genuinely does. My, my problem is with commercial in some circum or occasions is that you, it could be what you would say is perfect and then they do a feasibility study and it just all seems so out in the open and then like you're trying to harness in on what what the actual problem is and then it'll come off as like it could be like a regulation it could be anything that just gets in your way and I've, I've found so many obstacles where now that when I'm on the call with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about but I've done it in the past I can be like oh no you're right and then one of my colleagues will say to me why did you turn that lead down I said got nothing for them did you even try I thought about it and then I thought best not to waste their time he'll find it with someone else okay so this is a really good point so we've done cold calling getting listings so we've still got a few more points so this is going to be a two-parter episode by the way but anyway I just want to touch on that you've spoken before that you have to think on your time on your money as a time recording money, right? Yeah. So you're going to spend X amount of hours on this, but you're only going to get X amount of commission. Is it worth it? But we've just been through, actually, you need to go and pick them up. You need to go and show them three or four properties at a time. You then need to pull out with them in the interview. And uh, in, it, the, it, it in depends, the, the exit interview. It depends how committed to being involved you are. If you want to be totally involved and take this client, this is what I'm saying. But then you're more than likely but, to get that commission. Well, yes, we yes, but for me, for me, it's a problem. Right. Because if he wants to see something in Marina, right, and I've got nothing, right, an office, I'll say these are your next best options. They're not matching his requirements. I'm not going to say I'll drive you from A to B to C when I know it's not matching, but it's almost the best I can do. But I'll do say, you not I'll, think I'll meet you will there. be able to match? No. My viewings tend to be like, there's only A. There is no B. Like, I'll take you to A. If you don't like it, unlucky. But maybe that's losing business, mate. It can be sometimes, but I just don't... I just The stock's not available. Most of the time. Mm, that's quite it's interesting. It's tough, man. Yeah, I think you've awoken something in me there. But, like, for example, but this, this is sh- when it comes back to, like, what you said at the start. Like, getting your team to work in the same areas. 
Because then it's a pissy easy job. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, listen, whatever your name is, my colleague, Mrs. Smith. Smith. I need I need this property this time. This is tomorrow. Right, I've got this being at this time and then this being at this time. Then we're going to see yours last at this time. Do Can you set up the keys for me to come see that? Do you want to be with me at the time? Or um, is your property? We'll split it 50-50. Don't worry about it. Just make sure it's open. Yeah, at this time. Yeah. yeah. And then remainder during the viewings, the second one, like, that's it. You just one, two, and then you go and see hers. That's three. So just send me all the commercials. I've got your brochure. Like mm-hmm. You've got everything. So it's not like that with mine. It's uh, it's interesting. I just yeah. It is interesting uh, because you have to put time in to build the relationship. But then if you broke that down, then your time spent per hour. I think probably it's, it's an amazing job when you bring someone from A to B, like from A being I don't have anything to B being I've got what I want. When you start the conversation, you build a good relationship over the phone. And then you have a good laugh or you, you talk to them professionally, you consult them in person, you show them a unit, you go through this uh, transformation from A to B and they like it and they like your service. You know, in residential, like you can get a deal done within a few days. Yeah. And that for building a relationship is great because not only have you bonded, but you've done your job in an instant matter. Like it's done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seeing commercial man. A to B to C to D takes a process of like three to four months. And that leaves right. the sour side because everybody now, is used now to you everything being in. Try keeping a relationship good, comfortable, fun, energetic and productive over the course of three or four months. It's hard. It's hard. Mate, work. it's I mean, we've been friends for, what, a year? It's fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, all I'm saying is, like, it's not like I hate commit. No, I love right, my job. Right, I love right. my job, but it's not... It's not this one to two to three day deal done. No, but that's interesting. I could do with some of that. That's interesting because I think that is very much where we differentiate in uh, industries. Because as much as we're both in real estate, you are commercial, I'm residential. There's so much more that can go wrong. No, you're absolutely right. Whereas in residential, if someone likes the apartment, they take it that day. Do you know what I mean? They take it that day. You can be more impulsive. They're more subject to... Uh, your sales techniques you can bring them into a unit but you wanted that and then you just pitch them about this whole scenario yeah. about how it's fucking amazing and uh, I'm not saying that's how it is but no but it does happen like that it yeah. genuinely does happen like that I've done viewings at 3 o'clock in the afternoon but I've and I've handed in the deal completed folder by 6 o'clock that afternoon it genuinely does I've, happen I've heard of quickly. stories where it's like you bring someone to a residential apartment and they say, I wanted the burst belief of you. Oh, you can just see it there. Oh, but that building is just slightly in the way. Oh, it'll be like that throughout this whole building. That building's going to be in the way. And then it's like, oh, we don't want it. We wanted that view. It was the view. Yeah, fact. But that's the thing. So we have Skewed people... off by like that much. Yeah, yeah. So we have people in residential that buy with their heart, with what they want. So if you walk in and the fucking wardrobes are the wrong colour, that will put them off the entire apartment. Do you know what I mean? Of course it does. If the view's not exactly right, if it's not the right floor. I did a viewing literally about seven days ago, maybe eight or nine days ago with a guy. 
uh, he absolutely loved the picture of the apartment. I sent him a video. He's like, this is fucking amazing. Got a lift with it and pressed the 13th floor. Yeah, 13? I went, yeah, yeah, 13th floor. He goes, cancel, cancel, cancel. It was Russian. What do you mean cancel? He goes, ah, unlucky, unlucky. I went, come on, come and see the apartment. You've liked everything about it. It really is like Paris. So no, I don't want to look at it. I will never in my life live on the 13th floor. Well, this won't live. On any floor but the 13th. Oh, it's unlucky. It's an unlucky number. Oh, really? Uh, Mate, I promise you. I mean, that's fucking nothing, man. I promise you, we got out on the 13th floor. I said, it's literally just around the corner. Please come out. He point blank refused. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> Is li- with residential, little things like that can fully fuck up the deal. Well, you know, the, there's a religion that says, like, the, the entrance to a door needs to point northeast, right? Vastu, yeah. It's right. Vastu. It's a Hindi relation. So there's, in Dubai especially, I've never had this in the UK before, but you have properties that I've are Vastu with commercial as well. I need a really? hotel, I need this, I need that. I need a hotel where I can have a small unit and I can do this. And then you, you scout through one or two hotels... And then you find one that the price is right, everything matches, right? And then it goes, where is it pointing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, but I've changed this one, this one. This is the third one over the course of like two, three weeks. I've found one. Well, what do you mean? So you, you meet him there and he goes, can't do it. Like, but really? Mate, I had like, yeah, this. Yeah, I like, really? I had this all the time in residential. So it's something to do with... Don't quote me on these facts. I'm just giving these as an example. But in the Hindu uh, religion, your door has to be facing, your front door has to open in a certain way. I think it's west. So your front door has to open and you have to enter from the west to the east. But then also, when you sleep, I believe it's something to do with you want to sleep with your head towards God rather than the devil. So you have to sleep with your head towards the north rather than to the south. So I have had a load of Hindu clients walking around with a compass in their hands. Yeah, that's a genuine thing. It's Vastu compliant. I'm sure you've never heard of that in the UK. You should Google it. But it's really interesting. And it's lost me a load of deals. (laughs) So anyway, let's start wrapping up. We've done sort of... Have we spoken about doing viewings? I don't really think we have, actually, have we? We've done the calls before the viewings. We've done we've cold done, calls. Uh, we've we've, done we've getting talked about recapping after the viewings. Yeah. And then negotiating is negotiating. What's the last price? So I'll say we're about halfway through. So this is uh, going to be a two-part episode, really. Um, we've also... Obviously, we're leading up to Christmas. We're going to talk about, about uh, a bit about Christmas. Uh, I'll be here next week. Is it your last week next week? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, nice. Maybe two more weeks. Anyway, we'll finish this next week. Yeah, exactly. So I think we've got round roughly to we'll doing do the Christmas viewings. quiz. You want to give me a quiz again? I'll put you up. It's a bit easier. Christmas quiz. Yeah, all right. Next week, we'll do a Christmas quiz. A Christmas quiz. We'll do a Christmas quiz. Wait a second, I'm just writing this down. We'll add an Xmas quiz. We'll finish off from oh, negotiating to following up, but we sort of already dealt with following up. Um, yeah, we'll do all the standard sign-offs. We've got a YouTube channel going. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. 
We would really genuinely appreciate if you rated us on whatever podcast platform you listen to, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast. Even if it's three stars. Even if it's three stars. Even if it's one stars, what we're going to do to you is if you leave us a review, make it funny, and we'll read it out on the podcast. And we'll take the piss out of you. We'll make it funny. Or if you leave a five-star review, we'll we'll be very fucking grateful. Exactly. If you leave us a five-star review... We'll give you a shout out on our podcast. We'll read your review, so make it funny. And uh, yeah, we'll be eternally grateful, I assume. And we'll both take a shot when we read it. Okay, done. Next episode, every five star review from any platform Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever it is we'll collate them all we'll do a tally every, so let's every time we get a five star review we do a shot we do a shot throughout the episode or before the episode I think, I think throughout we'll, the episode we'll do it we'll do it introducing right how many five stars did we get we've got seven five star right, reviews okay. cheers Daniel cheers yeah alright and there you go if you want to see us properly pissed I've done a bottle of wine and you've done half a bottle of vodka but if you want to see us properly pissed leave us a five star review Let's say the funniest five-star review include what you want us to shop. Oh. Yeah. We'll leave it up to you, the viewers. All right. Okay, that's us for today then. Listen, thanks so much. Do like, comment, subscribe. Leave us a view. Leave us a view. Leave us a review. Um, Write to us at brokebrokers2, T-W-O, at gmail.com. What do you want to hear us talking about? We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, thanks guys. We've got a YouTube channel going. We're sort of doing our full podcast episodes, extracts of the podcast as well. Uh, maybe we'll start mixing that up a bit. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. Get us reviews and let us get drunk because... I can't stand it when I'm saying I fucking honestly. need it. That's right. <laughs> Boom! Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. <laughs>